Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gather podcast. This is Autumn Casiglia, and I'm here with Megan Rademacher, and I'm excited to be able to get a chance to interview her today. She is a dietitian, and she is a small group leader for the 21 to 31 year old age group uh, rooted Bible study here at Faith and the middle school girls. So Megan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I guess one of the most exciting things about this season of life is that I am engaged, um, getting married to Jonathan next October, so that's really exciting. Um, another story of God's goodness for another time. Um, I went to the University of Minnesota for grad school. I studied public health nutrition, loved living in the Twin Cities, but Michigan's my home, so I'm really excited to be back home, back rerooted in our church community. Um, some other things about myself, I love being an aunt, so I love having nieces and nephews mm -hmm. in my life. Um, I am more of a writer than a speaker, so I brought some notes to refer back to today. Um, and then also just one more fun thing is I got to travel for two weeks around France by myself when I graduated from grad school. Oh, that is so great. That is so fun to do that. I love trips. Where is Where are you guys going on honeymoon? On our honeymoon, we are going to Mexico, the West Coast, near Puerto Vallarta. John always makes fun of how I say it. Um, you did great. <laughs> uh -huh. And what are some of your favorite things? Some of my favorite things are definitely dogs, coffee, and tea. Um, my dream is actually to have a coffee shop with a yoga studio up top and to do like nutrition coaching and counseling out of that and then also to support rescue dogs so that's kind of like all of me in one i, I will come to that <laughs> um, you get pet therapy yoga yeah. and then coffee it's awesome so all uh -huh. the things all right so what fills you up makes you laugh and feeds your soul um, makes me laugh is definitely working out with my fiance, John. He's a great sport and will always do the workouts that I enjoy. So we have a lot of fun with that. Um, and what fills me up is definitely worship on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm being honest, there was a time in my life about two years ago, actually, where I was just living for myself and feeling emptier and emptier. Um, and I was actually living in Saginaw temporarily for work, um, and I went to a random worship night at a small church and just for the first time in my life, just fully surrendered to God, didn't mm. know anyone there, wasn't worried about like the physical awkwardness and um, opening up for me, like in the physical posture has changed my heart posture a lot. So I just, Sunday morning worship is really important to me. Um, being able to that like feel the music, yeah. groove with the Holy Spirit, um, be present definitely fills me up. I love what you said. You said the heart, your body posture has changed your heart posture. Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Like what, how does that translate into your daily walk with Jesus? I think when I was honestly going through a hard time, I would just like pray little prayers like, God, I'm lost. God, fill me up. And he was so faithful. And it's kind of hard to describe like the peace that he would give, um, it's unlike anything else, and that peace that you feel when you're worshiping, mm -hmm. um, when you feel the Holy Spirit filling you up. Um, and I think just like praying for a softer heart, to have a heart more like Jesus is so important because mm -hmm. especially in the culture that we live in, there's a lot of frustration, there's a lot of stress. Right. Um, this pandemic has been nothing short of that. Um, so just 
praying to have a heart more like Jesus. And, yeah, and to love everybody. I love that. Yeah. And I, I see that in my life, just that when I see God show up personally, I feel more confidence to surrender. Otherwise, I'm kind of holding back. So yeah. what you're saying is just like when you felt his presence in worship, then you started praying more. It's like everything started kind of coming together. That's awesome. So um, we're reading a book called Adore, and it's like such a personal word. But I think it's so important because it's kind of like what you're talking about, too, is like just learning to really have this personal relationship with Jesus. So is there anything specific that it, as you get to know him better that you just adore about him? Um, definitely, first and foremost, his grace. I mean, I, I struggled a lot with guilt and shame just for living the way of the world, living for myself. Um, and he just kept pouring into me this newness that he renews us. Um, mm -hmm. And so his grace, absolutely. And then his faithfulness, too, that, you know, when we pray for his presence in our life, he shows up and even though we don't always see him working in ways that we hope for and expect, he's always working on a bigger and best plan for our lives. So his faithfulness and grace. Yeah, sometimes we want the answered prayer pretty much immediately, but sometimes you see looking back how he had worked too. And then, um, so work, like, why don't you tell everybody where you work really quick? Yeah, yeah. so I work at a nursing community um, in Mount Clemens. Um, I'm a dietitian, and so I do the clinical nutrition, and then I also am a food service manager. Um, mm -hmm. So I do kind of two different roles there. And I love the activities you do for everybody and the different special things that are, are yeah. there because I've worked with some of our seniors that are in facilities and, like, talking to them about how they're doing. And it just seems like you guys have been really intentional about making some things fun and then still trying to reach out as much as you can to keep everybody safe but yeah unfortunately some of my favorite parts of my job are things I'm not able to do right now like the fun cooking classes demos tastings mm -hmm. um, really engaging with the residents um, but we ha we've adapted so we do like mm -hmm. a daily snack cart where we have like fun features and we bring them activities and just like kind of joy mm -hmm. um, to them in their rooms while they are isolated I'm sure it makes such a difference for sure because they have to talk about isolation yeah they are definitely yeah, absolutely. so um so any advice that you have? I guess for single people and just everyone going through this hard time, it's really hard. Like trust in the season that you're in though. Um, God has a purpose for every season. Um, I know when I was in a place of just like hurting, um, it was hard to see what was next. And it literally was like a couple months later that I met my fiance and um, not that everything is about, you know, meeting your, your person, but um, you know, God has a plan and he has mm -hmm. um, purpose in what he throws your way and he's got, he's got his best in mind for you. Mm -hmm. um, but also find and nurture your community. Um, I'm definitely an introvert, um, so I can be isolated very easily mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. Like I enjoy um, being alone, if that <laughs> doesn't sound too weird. I totally um, understand. But finding your community and leaning into your community is so important for growing your faith, um, but also for like living a full life too. Mm -hmm. I've seen you um, really use your training as like a calling too. So on Instagram and social media, I just see you um, using that as an opportunity to not just share about health and wellness, but also about 
your relationship with Jesus and your understanding about worth and body image and just that you're made it made and delighted and in and um, through. And so do you think there's like a change where that, that started happening for you or you started seeing that as like a dual vocation? Like you have the vocation of being a dietitian and what you do in that role, but you also have this outreach place of like sharing Jesus with people. I think definitely I've just realized that like you can't achieve true health and whole health if we're not nourishing our souls first. Mm -hmm. So that is just so important to me. Um, And yeah, my page is Grace Rooted RD or Grace Rooted Nutrition. And just with that theme of grace being seen all throughout my life, my journey, my story, Um, It's also a big part of health, too, though. I know a lot of people put pressure on themselves that you have to fit this specific image. You have to live a certain way to be healthy, Um, whereas health is really a lot more internal than external, Um, listening to what your body is saying that you need, um, things like that. God really designed our bodies to be very intelligent. We have hunger and fullness cues, um, but a lot of a lot of diets, things like that, kind of tune those out and um, turn our focus to like a rigid set of rules rather than looking inward and knowing what your body actually needs. Um, So one thing that I kind of teach through is the lens of intuitive eating. Um, And there's kind of a misconception that that means just like eating cake for every meal if you want to, but truly if you if you did that, you would not feel well. So in, intuitive eating is right. listening to your body, listening to how food makes you feel, um, and that balance of allowing yourself to have foods for pleasure, um, but also feeling your body with foods that nourish you. Yeah, I've heard it said too. It's like how you eat is just as important as what you eat. You know, sure. if you're eating stressed and yeah. you're worried about the food you're eating, you're not going to digest it the same way. Absolutely. So intuitive yep. eating makes so much sense to me. What advice do you have for parents that want to promote healthy habits and thinking around food? Um, I would say start with yourself first and not from like a place of pressure, um, but just keeping in mind that you are your child's role model, the way that you talk about food in your household and mm-hmm. your body image and exercise um, really kind of creates the culture that they grow up in. Um, again, grace, show yourself grace. So if you, um, you know, if at any point you want to make a change to that, I think that that's really good. Um, my friend, Laura, that's also a dietitian. So she has kids, um, and she also works with eating disorders directly. So she uses the terms with kids specifically, um, foods that help you grow. And then for Mm -hmm. fun foods, Um, when she talks to her kids about food. So that kind of avoids that black and white thinking, which I know you and I have talked about before, can be really harmful um, and rigid. Um, But yeah, I think having conversations with your kids around food is really um, important, starting with yourself, evaluating kind of where you're at um, and how you can model that, because there's a big difference between you know, saying, I need to go to the gym and exercise because I ate a hamburger and fries versus saying, let's go for a family walk because it's a beautiful day and we love our bodies. We get to, we want to, we want to move our bodies, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So how does being a registered dietitian help you to disciple people? So I don't think God wants us to obsess about the way that we think about food, the way that we exercise and our body image. And unfortunately, we live in this like wellness culture that um, 
kind of like I mentioned, it kind of promotes almost like a pseudo wellness. Like you need to exercise 20 times a week. You need to be on this super rigid diet to be healthy. And that's just not true. God wants us to take care of ourselves. Um, yeah, it can be idolatry. Exactly. Yep. So when those things take the front stage in our lives, that can be idolatry, that can be worship. And my goal as a dietitian is to help individuals where they're at, um, to find a balanced approach to whole health, um, and to find something that works for them to help them live a full life to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of corny, but I always say you can't live a full life on an empty stomach and you really can't. And just another thing is, too, is I think a lot of people don't realize that um, eating disorders are actually one of the deadliest mental health illnesses Mm -hmm. in the country. Um, And the number one cause of an eating disorder is dieting. Um, So people are starting to diet at younger ages. They're going on diets earlier. um, And often their goal is to lose weight. Um, And you're starving your brain. Right. Literally just starving. Right. And so usually, yeah, it's a young age, so you're growing and you're then starving. Right. Brain. Yeah. So I guess like my, my yeah. just hope for future generations is that they can just, they can see their identity, their worth in God first mm-hmm. and to just know that their body is the body that God created them to be in. And of course, as a dietitian, I want people to be healthy. I want people to fill themselves up with nourishing foods, but I also want them to find pleasure in what they eat as well and joy in their health. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's great. I love all of it. So Paul calls us living letters of God's grace and love. So how do you see God's grace and love being written in your life story? I just feel like he definitely has turned my weaknesses into my witness and my testimony. Um, and I, I spoke a little bit about times in my life that were really hard um, and how he just poured light into that. And I just truly hope and pray that I can live as a light in this world to bring people to know Jesus and to know that value of having a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, I wrote on the like outside of my Bible after that hard time, I wrote, may I never forget on my best day that I still need God as desperately as I did on my worst. Um, Because I think when we go through such a hard time, it's in a sense easier to like fully surrender. Whereas Mm -hmm. sometimes on a good day, we're just going through life and we're like, maybe not directly, but you're kind of giving the message that I've got this today, God. Mm -hmm. Um, But we really do need God just as much on our good days as we do our bad days. And I, I would have done things differently in my life if I had always lived out my identity and worth um, in God and as a love child of God. But that's the story of grace, that he, he redeems you, he makes things new. Um, and thank goodness for the cross and for I love that. the start. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the that our mess can turn into a message of his love and grace. Our test is a testimony. Those, those ideas and, and just that truth that if you had known of how much worth you had in him, like right. those t- decisions would have been different. And that's a huge message to other yeah. um, people that, that like you don't have to live in that past. You can live forward in God's grace right. and love and that. That is amazing. And I love that our middle school ministry, too, and student ministry is focusing on that identity because I feel like above all, like growing up knowing that identity, that you are a love child of God, your worth is defined by God, not by 
mistakes that you make, the way that you live, because we're all human, we're all gonna mess up. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that really um, having that transform your whole life is just essential and that's just mm -hmm. huge for me. Yeah, um, I, one of my favorite verses as a young person was Philippians 3. And Paul says, forgetting what's behind and pressing forward to what is ahead, I seek to lay hold of that for which Jesus has laid hold of for me. Which is awesome. It's like you're, you know, he already laid hold of all the grace, all the love, but I need to like receive all of that. And so I have to forget what's behind and press forward to what is ahead, which is so many good blessings and gifts from him. Absolutely. So that's great. Well, I've loved having Megan here, and I am excited to um, just gather together all the time and either online or in person and get a lot of strength and encouragement from each other. If you want to hear more from Megan, you can follow her on Instagram on Grace Rooted RD, and you can also like and subscribe to the Gather podcast, and hopefully um, we'll see you back next week.